What is up, y'all? Kevin Kuhn here from Athlete Factors. This is the Athlete Factors podcast. My guest today is a return guest, Mr. David Accardo. How are we doing, sir? Doing well. How about y'all? Not too bad. Hanging in there. Hanging in there. It's uh, slowly starting to feel a little bit more like fall in Texas. It's not a not a hundred thousand degrees out. You know, maybe. Uh, 80s and 90s, so I think I think we're making some progress on uh, on the weather there. Oh, I think we lost you. There we go. Can you hear me? Yeah, there we are. Sorry about that. Oh, no worries. So uh, you're outside. <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, just like you said, this is one of the, the nicer days we've had in the past three, four months. So figured I'd get a little vitamin D while we talk about it. Excellent. I like that. So would you say that your office is mostly outside nowadays? It is almost 100% outside now. Yeah, I'm, I'm my from my workouts to building to shipping. I am in the sun more than half the day now. Awesome. Well, that's excellent. So the reason uh, the reason you're back really is to to give us a some pretty cool updates on some projects you've been working on. And uh, so take it away. Tell us, uh, tell us kind of how things have changed since you were last on and uh, how things are progressing and, and changing going forward. Well, we talked to, I guess it was in February last time we, we had the podcast interview. And uh, at that point I was a high school strength and conditioning coach at a really awesome place uh, here in Friendswood, Texas. Um, uh, since then I have actually resigned from that position uh, and that position actually changed now uh, for for the the new guy that had now has a position. I, I'm, I hope he does really well with it. Um, I have since started a new small business from my home to kind of curb off some of the things that I was seeing as a uh, trend in the United States with the with COVID and the quarantine and all the things going on. There were my my first week after resigning, I realized that I didn't have a place to work out. And my house was where it was going to have to be happening. So I started to think about ways to build what I was used to using for my workouts, which is like a power rack, safety bars, uh, platforms, things like that. So I went to Home Depot and built a whole bunch of things that I thought would be fun for me to use personally. And it kind of posted some things on Instagram of me building it. And a whole bunch of my friends and people that were following me were like, dude, that's awesome. How did you do that? So mm -hmm. I kind of put some stuff together and I realized I need some plates. I can't just squat with a... 25 pound, uh, axle bar that I made myself. So I needed to figure something out. So I, uh, in the process, I kind of borrowed some stuff from the high school. Some of the coaches let me borrow and I obviously gave those back since then. Um, but I decided to make some plates out of concrete cause I've been making Atlas stones for a decade plus now out of concrete with some plastic molds that I made. So I, I carved one out of some brittle foam, poured the concrete into it and it came out ugly and strong, just like me. But uh, again, I had a lot of pickup from from Instagram of posts that I was putting up of how that people were excited to see that I made my own weights for pretty much a, a 80 pound bag of concrete's five bucks. So I can get a 45, a 25, and a 10 pound plate out of five dollars when wow. you're paying when you're paying almost five dollars a pound right now for plates. Um, yeah. With that excitement, I realized that I couldn't just keep, give my friends a one time use mold that would break out as soon as you, you made it once. So I was trying to figure out how to make kind of like the Atlas stone molds that I have out of an ABS or a PLA plastic. How do I make a mold 
that's reusable 102,000 times if you, if you mm-hmm. want to make that many plates. Mm-hmm. And with that, I talked to a, a, a fabricator here in town that does nothing but vacuum forming. And he was like, this is an awesome idea. Let's do it. So I got, I got a bunch of plastic, talked to him about how to make the mold and the form. I created my own form here in my garage of a, a really, really tall, deep bucket plate that, that would hold at least a hundred pounds of concrete. And then I made a smaller one for change plates. So, um, went into production, got the first run of them just to see how things were going. I wasn't intending on making a huge million dollars off my first run. I just want to see what the, what the temperature was. So mm-hmm. we, uh, I put it on sale on a, a quick little easy website through Shopify and it, they, they sold way quicker than I was expecting. I mean, and I got picked up by a couple of smaller garage gym sites and pages that mm-hmm. reposted my, 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 the things that I've been making and people were wanting PDFs on, and how to's and instructions on how everything that I built. So I was like, I need to start getting on my computer. So I <laughs> typed up, I pretty much in two nights, three nights time typed out a 20 page, how I, how I built it DIY uh, packet for people to download from my site for, I think for $10, $15, what it was. And that paid off <laughs> everything that I paid for, my, my website. So it, it mm. became like this, Oh, this is a viable option. I can, mm. I, and I'm, I'm a 10th of the cost of any production plates you can get right now, as far as buying, but if you bought both my molds and a few sets of uh, refill kits, you're pretty much still under the price of buying two 100 pound plates from rogue right now, which I'm not trying to throw shade or anything, but like that, they just came out with their newest steel plates. And I think it's like to get from there, from Ohio at their facility to my house, it was, $480 plus shipping to get wow. two, to get two steel 100 pound plates. And okay. I, I, with that same price, I could probably make close to 2000 pounds of concrete plates for multiple people. <laughs> so I, wow. uh, it, it was, it's, it's a very viable, obviously they're not as pretty. They're not, obviously concrete's not near as strong as bumpers or, or, or steel, mm-hmm. but it is a viable option. I mean, I, I still have my very first set I made in, in, March, April time, I, I made my first set, and mm-hmm. I've been beating the, the hell out of them. I, I mean, I've deadlifts, penlay rows, every ground contact, squats, bench, all the, the non-contact as well. But mm-hmm. they're they're holding up well, and I mean, I, I do put weight. I'm not not tooting my own horn, but I do put pretty pretty good weight on the bar, and mm-hmm. they're they're making ground contact and they're they're handling it, and it's it's been interesting because that's the the main concern of most people that, that see it at first that, oh well as soon as i drop it and slam it from overhead snatch position it's going to explode i was like well yeah it's it's a band-aid it's a a fix it's not a permanent possibility unless mm-hmm. you truly want it to be and you're careful with it i mean i i'm never one to really drop or slam my bar and yell grunt and scream after a set i i don't think it's necessary to to slam a bar in any case i mean steel plates will crack and shatter if you slam them hard enough for sure um, but I, uh, it's, it's been, it's been interesting to, to see the, the community growing around a possible way to fix a problem we didn't have before, which was mm-hmm. not, not enough weights in the United States. So, um, it, it's been really fun to, to build this, this group of people that are a, not only interested, but now excited about buying this thing and building it themselves. Cause there's a, there's a little bit of pride in making something yourself and it working well after you're done. 
the my, I still get jacked every time I make a, a set for someone in my neighborhood or someone in the Houston area that wants to set a place but doesn't want to buy the mold. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I mean, I'm pennies on the pound. I'm making them for them. And that the sound it makes when it comes out of the mold is like this shoop noise when it falls out. It, it, and you open it, you <laughs> see like how, how good of a job you did, right? It's like mm-hmm. almost like opening a gift every time you do it. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's been um it's been fun to to experiment and experience each new barrier and obstacle and, and situation of being a new business owner, a small business owner, and and putting something out there that's affordable and pre, pre, fairly, I wouldn't say easy to use, but very simple to use to, to make your own set of weights at home for, for pennies on the dollar cheaper than what you can get right now. Yeah, I think the the whole Corona thing hit everybody, you know, like a, like a suitcase full of bricks. Um, and everybody started buying up exercise equipment, like overnight it was gone. Um, I mean, you, like I went to sporting goods stores just to see, and, uh, you could get like one pound dumbbells and that was it, you know, like literally that was all, everything was gone. And, um, Luckily, I didn't need any of that stuff, but um, when I had to shut uh, my office down, I was still trying to do as much as I could for my clients uh, via like FaceTime or Skype where we were still able to to, to get some work done, to, yeah. to do some sort of training, but I was limited to what they had, uh, you know, available at their house. And most of them had, you know, some dumbbells, some maybe a kettlebell or two you know, a couple things here and there. Um, and so I just had to figure that out as, you know, as we went and a lot of them were trying to get more, you know, more equipment. They were trying to get more, um, more stuff to use, but it was just like, you couldn't find it. And then yeah. if you did find it, you know, the price was jacked up. Like you're going to pay, you know, normally, normally I think they say, at least for used equipment, if you're spending about a dollar a pound, like you're yeah. probably doing pretty good. Um, you're like 10 bucks per pound, maybe. I mean, like it was through the roof expensive. Um, and that hasn't really changed, I don't think. Like it's still. <laughs> it, it's gotten a bit better because companies like, I know that Rogue for sure has started a, a almost like a thief program. They have an algorithm that that keeps that they've realized that someone's bought thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds of something and they won't allow them to buy on every other round or whatever it is. They'll actually get sent an email saying, Hey, you have been found to be a reseller and a gouger or a a scalper Mm. or whatever. And Mm -hmm. it won't allow them to pay for whatever they were trying to buy in their cart. So Mm. that's, that's a small step towards a good way to go about it, but Mm -hmm. it's going to be hard to, to, stop someone from in a capitalist society buying something and selling it for double, triple, quadruple what it's actually worth right now. Because yep. if you, if you, if someone buys it, it's worth that much. So uh, it's, uh, it's been interesting to, and also on that same side, I'm also fighting that as well because someone sees the price of my plastic bowl and tries to compare it to a Home Depot plastic bucket. And I'm mm. like, well, yeah, you can definitely do this for, even cheaper than I'm helping, but it's mine is going to help you make it look good while you're using it. So there's, there is a little bit of vanity in it, but that, Mm -hmm. that same thing, 
I'm not gouging. I'm I'm making a minimal profit. But again, this was more of a a a fun experiment to try out, not a million dollar idea. I'm trying to become super rich off of. So. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's, I've been fighting that battle, uh, very small scale with, with commenters and, you know, there's always gonna be internet trolls on everything you do, no matter how honest you are. Um, but sure. it, it, it's been, it's been interesting to, to give facts and to fight that negativity with the high road of, of factual evidence of what I'm doing and what it takes to get it out there to people. And that I'm mm-hmm. covering, and I'm covering shipping for domestic, uh, United States, um, uh, customers as well so that that, that adds into the cost uh, as well for each mold um mm-hmm. but yeah it's it's the the gougers and the and the resellers as has really been the obviously and again it's a capitalist society can't really get mad at them for that but um it, that's what really has caused a problem in the drought of equipment right now is that everyone's buying it and then going to sell it on on let go eBay or, or craigslist yep. ebay and yep. then make someone else pay triple what they would have gotten if they just stood in line and did it their first time with the company. So mm-hmm. um, that's truly what where this came about because it was it was killing me to see my I, I get personal training friends here in town that couldn't work and weren't allowed to go to their their customers and their clients' houses to work mm-hmm. with them one on one. That to for that I had one friend that was buying equipment and then just giving it to his clients. So that they could work out at their house as much like you were saying, using Skype and using using um, uh, Zoom and chats and things to do group workouts. But mm-hmm. these people didn't have equipment. They couldn't find it. So they were buying it themselves just to to take on that debt for their customers and their clients. It mm-hmm. was a, it was really like hurting me to see that. So that's where this idea kind of came from. I love to make things. I love to build and create and to, to bring that that hobby into this business venue as my new job, honestly, my new career path has mm-hmm. been really fun and really fulfilling to find that new, that new center of what, what I'm here for. So, mm-hmm. so, you know, when I, when I first saw, uh, you know, these plates, I was like, man, ha-, like I'm thinking of a, of a concrete, like cinder block, right? Like, you drop that and it's sand, right? So I'm yeah. like thinking, like how how did how are these gonna work? How are they gonna maintain their shape and not break, not crumble, not crack? Like, so talk us through, um, I guess your train of thought in, into thinking that this would work. Well, just like in actual production plates, you can buy the cheap Walmart cast iron that is more of a brittle steel. And if you if you drop a, a, a 10 pound plate that you buy from Dick's Sporting Goods it, on concrete on its side, it'll it'll shatter. It'll send shards everywhere. I've seen it happen. Um, mm-hmm. But if you buy a like a milled down mill spec steel billet plate that has been carved out on a CNC, those plates will last longer because of the structure of the steel. Now with concrete, Obviously not to that that level extent of strength, but there are, with different PSIs and higher strength concretes, they can handle more. So the the paver that you see at Home Depot, that 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 cinder block or that that block of concrete that you walk on for your your backyard garden, mm-hmm. that is a quick dry, get it done, thirty minutes to it's cured concrete. It is a brittle just to just to have something in stock in bulk. That is the the cast iron small Walmart plate, if you will. Okay. Um, the concrete on your highway, on your overpass, 
is mm-hmm. a a generated a a a scientifically mixed concrete with a much higher psi to handle 18 wheelers and f-150s and things like that to handle that pressure that compression uh, 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 force on it the the concrete you can buy at a, at a home depot is, has that has, obviously not to the extent of what you can get from a contractor grade but they they have differing psi levels mm-hmm. um I tell every customer that buys from me to get at least 5,000 PSI concrete, which is a higher grade, a little more expensive. It's like $5.85, I think. <laughs> expensive is a relative term, but um, <laughs> you'll, you'll pay for 80 pounds of it for, like, I think, 5 to $6. Um, but it has 5,000 or higher PSI in it, and it's able to handle more compression, more contact against the ground. Um, the... I, with my molds, I sell each refill kit. I sell a, a one ounce of what's called FRC or fiber reinforcement for concrete, and they're little three three quarter inch um, fibers that get mixed into your your concrete mix as you as you're putting water in to get the consistency you want, and it creates this crazy cool like almost like lattice work across the the concrete mixture. And as it cures, those little fibers crisscross and they they make a more even strength through. So mm-hmm. In in your driveway, you'll have what's called rebar, steel uh, beams going across your, your concrete that if there ever is a failure or a crack through the whole thing, it, those those steel, which are better, the steel rebar is actually for tensile strength. Um, it'll, if there is a shearing force or a, a pull force on it that causes the crack, it'll actually hold on to the concrete. There will be a crack in it, but it won't, won't let it go and won't split apart. Um, the fibers do the same thing, but not in just one spot that the rebar would be inside the concrete plate. They do it all across the mix. Um, I tell people if they feel like they're, they're mentally safer with a, with a piece of rebar inside it to bend it into a circle and toss it in there as they're making them. Um, mm-hmm. I, I personally don't, I only have, uh, I think my two 100 pound plates have steel rebar in them, but as, as a, a I guess a, a research scientist background, I, I wanted to see how far I could push these things with both just the fibers and then no fibers at all. If someone didn't want to buy any more fibers from me, how far could I push 5,000 PSI concrete? And mm-hmm. I think I've only had one crack on me so far in seven or six and a half, seven months now, I guess we're in. Wow. Um, and it was a thin five pound plate that I was just trying to see how far I could push the skinny ones. And, mm-hmm. and, and it was with no fibers, no, no rebar, no wire, nothing. And it lasted a good long while. And it, and it broke because my six-year-old son threw it like a Frisbee. <laughs> and, it, and, it, and, it, and so obviously a mistreated plate will not last as long, but, and he, he was, he was broken hearted that he broke it, but it wasn't even a, not a big deal, obviously, cause I can make another one the next day. Right. Um, yeah. And, and that, that's the point that I've been getting across to people is yeah, it's concrete. If you're, if you're in an overhead position and standing up from your, your a snatch and you throw it down against the concrete, there's not many weights that are in production that can handle that as far as bare steel, cast iron, or obviously concrete. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what bumpers are for. If, you're, if that's what you have to do in your workout, you want zero eccentrics in your workout and you need to slam weights every rep, then mm-hmm. go get you some bumpers. But with, with, with these, I mean, I, in my, like I said earlier, I don't, I don't slam my weights on every deadlift, no matter what portion of my workout I'm in, I set the bar back down. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've purposely tried to, 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 to drop them from my waist and normal wear and tear, but I mean, I've, I've always been like, you, if you take care of your equipment, your equipment takes care of you, takes care of you. So yeah. I, uh, I, I don't really truly slam my weights on purpose unless I, with, unless with these now I'm trying to see how much further I can go before having to make another one. But 
they've they've proven worthy. So I'm kind of going getting away back away from that, going back to my normal of time <laughs> under, time under tension and, and going back down with the bar and putting it back on the ground soundly. So yeah, I've I've never understood why people are so. I guess it's cool to drop your plates. Like I've ne- I've just never, even even in grad school when we were doing a lot of uh, deadlifting or Olympic lifting like we were using nice bumper plates. Like we weren't really dropping them. Like it's just, Hey, if you're going to train the eccentric or the concentric portion, why would you, why would you avoid the eccentric portion? Like, um, it's just one of those things, but a lot of people only want to train that, uh, that concentric. So, um, you're missing out, missing out on a lot. So yeah. Mark Griffin uh, talks about using steel plates cause all of his, uh, starting strength, uh, gyms use bare steel, cast iron, or billet billet plates. And uh, he put a video out. I guess it was in uh, June or July. People were griping about how do, how do you not drop plates? And he was and he he was cussing. I'm not gonna say that here, obviously, but he was <laughs> he was cu- cussing on his uh, his video he made. He was like, "You clean it, you re rack it to your waist, and you set the bar down. Like mm-hmm. in this, and like just just set the bar <laughs> back down." And I was like, "I I wish." In my, in my mind, I'm not going to cuss at the people that are following me because 99% of them are on board with doing it the way the right way. But I was mm-hmm. like, I would love to repost this video and be like, that's how you handle steel plates. You should probably do it with concrete plates too, you know? But mm-hmm. anyway, yeah, it, yeah, that, that's the, the slamming and the, the, the broming out of screaming and yelling, not really necessary on a normal training day, a max out day, a max effort day, mm-hmm. uh, comp- competition day. I mean, go yep. like going overseas and picking up a, a stone you've been training for, for six months, like that, that, that's a day you can to, drop that to drop the juice, you know? So, <laughs> but a, a random Wednesday that you're going to 65%, I don't think it's necessary to, to sniff salts and, and beat my chest before a rep. So mm-hmm. uh, gets get slapped a couple times. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's too funny. But yeah. That's one of those things uh, with these concrete plates. If you do drop them, and they do crack. Like, what's the uh, what's the overhead to replace that? It's uh, well, it's you get to not get a to big re- deal, right? Yeah, you get to reuse the center sleeve that I sell, and then you buy five more bucks worth of concrete, mix it, pour it, and you're, you're the the pipe will be the right height. You just fill it back up to that that height, and two days later you have a plate again. Like it, it's almost faster than Amazon shipping, you know? <laughs> Can't beat it's, that. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a win win for both sides that I get to. I'm I'm right at 300 uh, sales right now on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we were doing some some math to see where we are at financially, and um, it, it, I'm right at 300 sales, and I've gone to almost I think I think 40 out of the 50 states so far, and wow. numerous countries. Uh, I got the, I got an awesome uh, I got an awesome soldier in Guam that's that's making a, a bunch of sets of plates right now down there in that small island. And she's been posting every day of the, the process. It's been fun to see how excited the people are getting to make their own weights and post about it and, and talk about how they're going to paint it. And I got a guy mm-hmm. doing doing black, uh, brown, and green camo with orange letters on it on, on nice. up in Oklahoma. And it, it's, it's been a, a fun to see the, the creative creativity of how people are going about it. So... Mm-hmm. so uh... That like I'm I'm looking at your website right now and uh, it's it, the front page. It's super cool just because it's got your uh, your wooden power rack and uh, and the plates that you have on there. There it's the you know the gray of the concrete, but then you it, it's like a a dark 
maybe black or it's like a dark color with uh for the lettering and the numbering yeah, yeah. and and the the outside edge like they look super super slick they look legit i mean they look amazing so um it's nice that you know people have that ability they can you know they can fancy them up you're not going to do that with you know with cast iron plates but you can do that with these which is pretty cool so yeah i uh i've been working on trying different creative ways of making them I, i've i found a company that does uh it's called concrete tint it's like a powder that you mm -hmm. mix into the into the water before you put the water in the concrete and they have a full rainbow of colors and me me being in the strength and conditioning background using mil spec bumpers for so many years having red 55s blue 45s green yellow white all, mm -hmm. all the bumper colors for for both kilograms and, and pounds um i i've been actually i have i now have blue 45s on my rack green 25s and i'm working on some red 55s this coming week just to to have to show people that you don't have to just make it ugly and strong like 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 previously you, you mm -hmm. try something new you know so yeah obviously just spray spray paint i have people doing uh truck bed liner spraying and make them a little bit stronger against contact mm -hmm. Uh, plasti dip has been used by some guys that they, they want to make it a little more rubbery to say that it's more like a bumper. Um, yeah, I was gonna yeah. ask, like, could you coat? Could you coat the plate when you're done? Like, you dip it in rubber or something? The uh, plasti dip makes a like a gallon jug that you can pour into a basin and dip things in. Um, mm -hmm. I haven't seen anybody dip any of the plates yet because obviously holding a 45 pound plate and dip it into a bucket of, of liquid might be pretty tough. But mm -hmm. um, I've seen like the spray on bed liner and the spray on plasti dip and. Uh, and and I guess the flex flex dip or whatever it's called that's more mm -hmm. of a rubbery substance. Um, mm -hmm. Both of those have been used. The truck bed liner supposedly lasts a little bit longer, or a lot longer. It, it contacts and sticks to the concrete a little better. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, they, they come out looking really cool. I have a customer in Arizona who bought the molds from me and is now making plates for like his entire area and neighborhood. And wow. uh, he he makes them, lets them cure for or seven to twelve days, and then uh, we'll spray them down with with bed liner. And uh, they come out looking really, really cool. I'm, I'm actually thinking about making a couple just to spray them with, with Bedliner to see how they look in person because in pictures, they look amazing. So mm -hmm. so here's a question that, that I was thinking about. How do you guarantee that it's going to weigh 20 kilos or 45 pounds? Like how do you, how do you ensure that, uh, that it's going to come out to 100 pounds if you want a 100-pound plate? So when concrete is mixed with water, the water creates a chemical reaction that hardens it and, and, and cures it into the hardened state from a powder. Um, that water, like 90% of it does dissipate in, with time. Um, so if you were to take 80 pounds of dry concrete, mix it with a gallon of water, which is about six to eight pounds, uh, it will become back down to close to 80, 81 pounds total. Um, so I tell people to either get a, a Home Depot plastic bucket, fill it up with the weight they want. So if they want 45 pound plates, put it up to 45 pounds of dry mix, then mix that with water and then put it into the mold after that, or mm -hmm. mix it with water, weigh it and go about a pound or two heavier with a ratio. So say you have 50 pounds of concrete, that's, that's like a quick creep fat thousand. That takes about three quarters of a gallon of water. So it's about five, six pounds. So 50 pounds of concrete will be about 55, 56 pounds total. So every 10 pounds, it's about one pound of water. So if you're making mm -hmm. a 10 pound plate, you pour it to 11, 11 and a half pounds of wet concrete into the mold, let it cure, pop it out. And then you have a little bit of room to sand and then flatten the back of it and edge off the, the sharp corner that might happen and mm -hmm. make it more comfortable to hold and then get it down almost like you would a calibrated plate. So 
when you do a cast iron calibrated plate, you, you pour it, you take it off, you put it on a lathe, weigh it, and then you shave off a little bit at a time to get down to almost within a quarter pound of what you wanted 45 to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you went to your weight room right now and put a weight on a scale, it's going to be within two, maybe three pounds over or, or, or below. So it could be a 47 on one side and a 43 on the other. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that being said, you can get pretty darn close by comparison with concrete doing it yourself because it's all up to you on how much weight you put inside the mold. Gotcha. Cause yeah, I was, I was thinking about that and I'm like, man, I wonder if, if you know, you're putting the mold on top of a scale and then pouring the concrete in until you get to a certain level or whatever, but it makes sense. Uh, kind of what you're saying where if most of that water is kind of evaporating, then essentially what you start out with is going to be really close to what you finish. So I've, I've had people that, so it's called, I guess it's called a live scale where it doesn't stop and give you a certain number after it beeps three times or whatever. If you mm-hmm. have a live digital or a live analog scale, you can set the, the bucket on it, back, put it back to zero. And then once you, once you load in the concrete, it gives you the exact weight it needs to be at the end. Um, mm-hmm. I personally don't have a live scale. I, I have a, a fat man uh, body weight scale. I'll, I'll load the bucket up, put it on, let it beep. It tells me, hey, you're at 37, put five more pounds. Oh, you're at 42, five more pounds. Oh, I'm a little heavy, put it back 46, and then I'll load it after that. And then I know that it's about 46 pounds of concrete for my 45. And then once gotcha. it dries, cures, it should be close to 45 pounds, if not a little bit over. Nice. Well, that's pretty awesome. Well, it's, it's not a complicated process. I mean, it sounds, sounds pretty simple. So um, talk us through. Like somebody wants to, to make their own plates. So they, they go to your website. Um, right now they've got a, they got a pre-order, right? Cause everything is, uh, everything's backed up because this is a service. This is a product that everybody wants right now, which is awesome. Um, I wouldn't say everybody, but there, there's quite a few that, <laughs> that, that are interested right now. If it was everybody, I'm, I would have to hire some folks, but <laughs> well, hopefully we get a couple more sent your way. Um, that'd be awesome. So they they order the molds from you they get those shipped in they get the molds after they after they get those just uh talk us fairly quickly through the process from from start to finish so we have your your so i have two different size molds i have a medium mold and a large mold the large mold is 17 inch and a half inches in diameter like a normal olympic plate would be and then mm-hmm. i have the, a smaller or what we call a change plate which would would be about 12 and a half inches in diameter the, the large mold can, can make plates from 25 up to 100 pounds, and the smaller mold can make uh, 5 pound up to about 35 pounds. It gets a little thick at 35 pounds, so you won't be able to fit as many plates in the barn. But that's uh, if someone needs to just buy one mold, they can use the small one and get almost all the plates they need. Mm-hmm. Um, with, with those two molds, have them set aside. You, you use either hot glue or silicone caulk to put the center sleeve in. The center sleeve stays in the concrete, so it actually creates a barrier, just like you would on a normal plate or a bumper plate, which would have the, the rubber coating, and there'd be a, that center metal sleeve that slides onto the bar collar. That, mm-hmm. that, that's what the pipes that I sell do. It, it creates a, a, a buffer between the contact between the, the bar and the concrete. Um, mm-hmm. that, that being said, a lot of people are like, I, I don't want to mess up and scratch up my bar because of these things, which is hilarious to me because a scratch bar is just as heavy as a, a pristine, beautiful bar, I, I'm in the world of loving people and using things, not loving things and using people. But that's besides <laughs> the point. Um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, sorry. Get off my soapbox on that. Um, 
adhesiving in the, the center sleeve. I, I've used hot glue. I've used silicone caulk. I've actually I ran out of hot glue a while back, and I used duct tape on the inside and kind of rolled it over and used it as a gasket seal, and it worked really well. I was surprised. So, I mean, there's multiple ways to get it to, to stick in there. But mm -hmm. all that's doing is cre is creating a seal so the concrete doesn't seep up under the pipe and into that center cavity because, mm -hmm. A, it'll take weight off of what you're pouring in, and then, B, it's just a, it's a mess to try and clean all that up. Mm -hmm. um, so... Once you have that, that 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 adhesive, either the hot glue is cured or the or the silicone is cured in, um, mixing the concrete up by whatever directions are on the bag that you're using. Um, it could be a three quarters of a gallon of water or two and a half gallons of water, depending on the concrete you buy, um, to, to to mix in. Um, mix it, get the weight that you're looking for, pour it in. Um, I I use a an old back massager I got from a CVS like. 10 years ago when I was making Atlas stones, because when you <laughs> agitate the bucket, it helps bubbles rise through and mm. it makes it, it makes the bubbles get out. So there's less air pockets. So actually the concrete gets lower, makes it a thinner plate. And then also it helps those bubbles get off the face of the plate and off the sides of the plate, which will make a more smooth, more, more pretty finish. The, mm -hmm. the longer you vibrate, the more bubbles get off and it looks, it looks better. It's more, mm -hmm. more, again, more of a vanity thing than anything. It doesn't make it perform any better, but it does look a lot better, easier to paint as well. Um, mm -hmm. agitating, I, I don't agitate too much because if you agitate, it actually separ separates the water from the mix and doesn't cure as well. Um, but yeah, once you get it to where you're not seeing as many bubbles, you're done. You cover it, let it sit for two to five days. If you're really impatient, one to two days and then <laughs> popping it out, covering it. So it, it cures longer. Um, the, the biggest fault in making concrete things is not letting it cure long enough. Um, you can go as deep into the, the engineer side of things as filling a bucket with water and submerging the, the plate with, into water for seven days. It's called wet mm -hmm. curing, which makes it uber freaking strong, which I haven't done yet with any of mine. And they, they last a really long time. I'm looking into trying that just because I didn't really hear about it until um, about a, six months, five months ago after I made my first set. And um, it sounds like a cool process for Atlas stones and for, for plates. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm pro probably going to start doing that when I make Atlas stones for people. And um, but yeah, and, um, once you cure it, you let it dry out in the air and paint the face however you want to. Put the number of how much it weighs. Um, if it needs to come down in weight, you can sand or grind the back edge and, cut, and get the pipe down to center. And mm -hmm. then you're, you're ready to use it. And it's it's a like I said, it's not an easy process, but it's a really simple process. You're mm -hmm. you're you're not spending the money because you're spending the time. So it's it's a it's. It's a like, for me. It's a fun process. Again, I, I love to build stuff, and mm -hmm. I love to to see the end product of, of my my broken finger labor. You know, so it's <laughs> it's uh it's 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 been fun to see other people get that same excitement out of the, that again simple but not easy process. Gotcha. So you started out with with plates, um, and are you are you planning on in the future expanding that to? Uh, to other projects like are you are you planning on uh um uh, like with your with your power rack like that thing it's it's almost entirely made out of wood and and some metal pieces are you are you going to put together a little D, diy about how to make some some nice power racks so the the diy instructions for the power rack are actually on the website already the that was the first thing i actually did before i got into the the sale of the plates and the molds mm. um the it's a 20 page fairly in-depth poorly written by a strength coach not, a, not an author or, or an editor um 
uh, instructions on how I did it. And there's, there's different choices and different, like if you want to go more easier, which is a little simpler and quicker to do on the joints. I'm like, I've been a woodworker and, and I guess I'm a maker for many years. So I love doing different types of joinery and half lap joints and things. So my rack actually has a half lap of joint. So it's, it's cut to where it kind of fits. Each joint is L bracketed in to fit kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's in the instructions. You don't have to go that deep into it. You can do a simple butt joint with, with some, um, with some strong ties and, and things like that, that I have in the instructions, but it's pretty much, you're, you're making a box that has holes in it that holds bars. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's fairly straightforward. I, if in my head to, to, to build a, a square 90 degree two two ninety 90 degree rectangles and put them together with cross ties. Um, but it, it's been pretty interesting to hear like people, the insights, I guess, that are in the instructions that they wouldn't have thought of at first to make it easier in the process. Like I, I put close to 200 holes in this thing with all, all my, the, the adjustments that I have for all the accessories that I, that I have in the future that I'm going to be making for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and have, and there's some back here. I'm trying not to let you see. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Cover it I'm, up. Yeah. About to drop some, some pretty cool stuff here in the next couple of weeks, but I'm excited about, but yeah, I, uh, the, the, the build process is on the website and it's, it's been, it's been good. I, I, I know that I have a guy in New Zealand that now has a rack that looks almost like mine. Um, he, he found me on Google by accident. He doesn't have an Instagram or anything. So he, I asked him to email me some pictures, but he, he said his phone doesn't take pictures. So, um, <laughs> I, I, I may never get to see it, but he said via email that it looks just like mine and he's really excited about it. So I on the other hemisphere, on the other side of the world, a, a guy has a rack that looks like mine because the internet helped him find it. And I thought that was pretty awesome. Um, yeah, that's really yeah, cool. We got, got a, a bunch of people that have bought the plans already and have built things like it. I, one guy asked me if the plans were changeable. I'm like, yeah, everything that I sell is modifiable. So he mm-hmm. made he, he had a seven foot tall uh, garage that he was going to make into a gym. So he my my rack is eight and a half feet tall. And he dropped down the, the height of it and made it a little less deep so that he could park his car in front of it when he when it was rained outside. So mm-hmm. um, the, it's it's a modifiable plan. It's more of a general ideas and, and what I did specifically mm-hmm. and then um, how you can op- option to do different things with it. So well, it's pretty cool, man. When I saw it, I was like this. It's it's not just, you know, a, a wooden frame like you've got all kinds of accessories coming off of it. You can do, you can do literally everything that you could do with, with a top of the line, you know, steel power rack, which is pretty awesome. Um, well, I even been... saw your, uh, uh, reverse hyper set up the other day. I'm like, man, this, you're doing everything, man. It's so cool. Yeah. I, I've been blessed enough to work at three different, really, really, uh, well outfitted university weight rooms, uh, a minor league baseball team, and then, a, a fairly, fairly good high school program as well with a nice weight room. And I've been able to use equipment from those weight rooms that has been top of the line as well. Mm-hmm. Um, with that being said, I don't like to build things half, half ass of a no way to say it, but um, I'm a big man. And if I don't build it strong, it's going to break. Yeah. I, I, I don't trust plastic lawn furniture, so I'm not going to trust something that's not built strong enough to hold against a hurricane, you know? So, um, oh, yeah. Uh, everything I build is going to be strong enough for me to handle so that I know if anyone else comes over to my house to work out on it, that I can trust that they can't hurt themselves if it breaks. So, so cause it's not going to break. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the reverse hyper, uh, came about because, um, obviously buying a reverse hyper right now is a four digit expense. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Rogue just came out with a foldable hyper about two weeks after, I guess they were working on it before that, obviously production takes time, but they mm-hmm. just came out with a, a, a foldable lean against the wall hyper that they have now that Westside used to sell back in the nineties that didn't do very well, but they brought mm-hmm. it back into production because it was an easy fix for a problem they, they, they had to, to sell and they sold mm-hmm. out in like 20 minutes. Wow. Um, mine actually is a little bit different than that as it is a drop what's called a drop-in attachment there's no locks no keys it sets into one side and then falls in and it holds itself in by by gravity and pressure um so it's it's actually a step even more minimalist than the foldable west side rogue rack that they are hyper that they have um Mm -hmm. I'm, i'm hoping somebody in the production side of of weight rooms does that because it's been awesome to to have and just take it up and put it against the wall and, and then it's out of the way. Um, mm-hmm. cause, cause the, the, the rogue West slash West side reverse hyper has a, I think three and a half foot by four or five foot footprint. And it's for a few exercises. You can do a, a bunch of exercises with it, but it, it's a swinging weight arm for eight, 15 feet of, of space taken out of your weight room. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that was a, a fun little addition that I, that I, I don't, I don't want to say came up with, I used other, like there's a, there's an awesome dude up in Idaho that I've been talking with about, he made a wooden, like to spec the exact same thing that rogue has. Uh, he made it out of wood and steel pipe like I do. And mm-hmm. it looked beautiful. He did a great job. So I kind of used his top half and then added in my, my, my drop in attachment side of it. And, and I gave him as much credit as I could on, on Instagram. Like, Hey, check this dude out. He's a, he's a mad builder. He loves powerlifting. He, he knows this stuff, but He's also a really good videographer too. He's, he's got some awesome uh, YouTube videos out there. Um, but yeah, uh, the the attachments and the the custom customizability of having your own rack that you built yourself is almost better than what you can pay for because if you have an idea, you get to try it for cheap. And if it doesn't yep. work, you get to change it. So mm-hmm. I mean, I, my my jammer arms that I have on the top of my rack that has been a oh my gosh, I never thought of that by people. So um, mm-hmm. Titan, Titan sells a, a hinge that you can buy to add arms to. And I've had a couple people make the wooden arms and, and use the Titan hinge for the top of their racks. So they have this nice steel uh, steel rack with the, the steel hinges, and then there's a wooden arm hanging off of it now. That, that, so the, the ideas are spreading, which is more exciting for me than any sales that I'm making with the stuff that I have. That like People are figuring out that using your hands – and your time and your effort is more fulfilling than just paying for it and waiting six months for the backlog, you know? Yep. And that I think we've kind of lost that as a society that we're so used to Amazon next day shipping and being able to pay for something and having it get here from the other side of the nation within two days that we don't try to make it ourselves because the time doesn't seem worth it. But in my head, I'm, I'm like, I get to spend time building something and then, learn from it and cultivate a, a new knowledge, a new skill while building it. I, there's, I mean, if, if the, I would trust someone that can build something with their hands in the apocalypse before I, I go trust someone that has a big wallet, you know, For sure. if you're able, you should be willing. And I, 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 that's my biggest barometer for people is if you're able, but you're unwilling, that's not a good thing to be. If you're mm-hmm. willing, but unable, you can still try and, and learn that ability. So, mm-hmm. um, that's that's been really fun to see people learning how to make something. I've had a bunch of people that have been second guessing buying the molds because oh, I've never worked with concrete before. I was like, have you ever made a cake before? Because like 
it's flour, water, and egg. Like that's literally what concrete is. It is a powder <laughs> mixed with water. And then you get to the right consistency, put it in the oven, let it cook for two days, you know, like, yeah. it, and that's, what's fun. Like a bunch of people are, are, are calling the, calling the weights biscuits these days. Cause it's literally like you're waiting in the, for the, the oven to finish while you're cooking biscuits, you know? So <laughs> it's, uh, it's been fun. So yeah, probably don't taste quite as good, but, uh, uh yeah. Respirators are necessary. <laughs> that's awesome. So, uh, we, you know what, we haven't even mentioned the name of the company, the brand. So let's talk a little bit about that. How can, how can people find you online? How can they follow you on Instagram? Uh, on Insta- So the company's name is Sticks and Stone, S-T-I-X and Stone, just one, one stone, not multiple. Um, on Instagram, it's that same thing, Sticks and Stone, but it's Sticks underscore and underscore Stone underscore. Um, on my website, same thing, sticks and stone with a dash in between. So sticks dash and dash stone.com. Um, try to keep it pretty straightforward. It's a funny way to spell sticks, but it, it, it helped me kind of find the niche of, of GoDaddy and all the website, uh, buyers to, mm-hmm. to have that. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, like I said, it's simple, straightforward. I feel kind of weird selling and pushing the website because, because like if you find me great, uh, but uh, it's more word of mouth than anything, mm-hmm. um, I'm not trying to create, like I said, I'm not trying to create this into a multi-million dollar project. It's it's a fun thing that I can do in between playing with my kids and and going on walks and and getting lifted in myself. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's uh the the sticks and stone is the company and they are the D A plate molds. So, D A, where'd that come from? Well, uh, a little known fact about uh, the guy you're talking to. I used to be really into digital graphics and design, like to, to drawing and sketching and like almost into cartoonish things. I, my, my goal was to become a, a designer for, for Pixar. Um, mm. But when going into college football and going on my visits, I realized sleep, digital graphics and design and football, you couldn't really have all three. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, went to my second love building, building bodies and, 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 and lifting and, and exercise, got into kinesiology and, uh, all through, again, to, to revert back what the DA means, my artist signature used to be my first two of my, my initials D and a David Ricardo. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it kind of went through everything that I kind of did my signature, my, my, my football signature when, when I had a, an autograph as an athlete, when not worth made, made the paper worth less when I signed it. But, um, I, uh, the DA kind of followed with me through that stuff. And uh, now that I, I've married a beautiful woman that's more, more intelligent than I am, uh, Amanda, D and A is now David and Amanda. This project came out because she said, let's do it. And then, I mean, the website and everything, like me and my wife are the two people working on this project. This is mm. the fun, like after the kids go to bed, we, we sit down, we talk about finances and, and what what's happening next. And, how what what our what our next steps are for what supplies we need what how the shipment's looking if there's any problems or situations we need to fix um, she's been a huge motivator in me actually stepping forward and trying this this project and mm-hmm. uh, that's why there's a there's there's not going to be anything I, I make in this this company that doesn't have that logo on it because it's because of her and and her pushing me to keep going and trying new things that this actually has happened and has been so fun in the process. That's really awesome, man. That that kind of partnership has just got to be um, just really rewarding. That's really sure. cool. And it looks really slick on the plates. So, <laughs> well, thanks. It looks good. So, but yeah, so 
if anybody has any questions, can they just uh, reach out to you on Instagram or what's the, what's the best way to get in contact with you? Uh, DM me on Instagram. I check, I check my, my unanswered requests a couple hours a day. Um, if you need to direct email me, uh, david.sticksandstone at gmail.com. Um, yeah, reach out. I'm more than happy to answer questions, comments, concerns. I'm always down to, to teach and help and, and wherever I can. If it's, if it's with the plates, if it's building your own thing, I, I have people sending me pictures of their own DIY projects now, cause that's kind of what I'm into. And, yeah. um, I actually, today I had a guy send me, uh, his new belt squat that he made that, uh, I had, he had a fabricator cut some holes in some tubing for him to, to make a addition on his, his power rack he has for a belt squat. I thought that was mm-hmm. pretty awesome. So, um, he, he sent me pictures and kind of talked about how I would help him modify it for more exercises. And, but yeah, uh, shoot me a message. I'm always down to talk. That's awesome. Well, David, thank you so much. Um, like everybody needs to go check out your Instagram and just, and just really see how versatile all this stuff is. It's super cool. Um, and it's a, you know, it's a nice, nice project that everybody can just about everybody can do. And then, you know, you've got the, the fruits of your labor right there. You don't have to, um, you know, you don't have to wait for it to, you know, to get shipped to you. You're making it with your hands, which I think is really rewarding as well. So, um, but yeah, man, keep us posted on, uh, on the new stuff as it drops and I'll be sure to, to, uh, let everybody know. And, uh, but yeah, man, thank you again for, for coming back on and sharing sure, this man. with us and yeah, everybody go check it out right now. Awesome. Well, maybe next time we can talk about training. Hey, we can do that for sure. <laughs> for sure. Why not? Yeah, bring it on, dude. Awesome. All right, y'all. Thanks for watching and listening and stay tuned. Yes, sir.